everybody, Chris Swanson here, Sheriff Genesee County. Welcome back to another episode of Black and Blue. Yes, uh, Ken Waddy K Free Hugs Project, and we got a special guest. We got today. a great guest, and yes. Ken flew all the way from the West Coast here to Michigan to record another group of episodes. Man, we had some incredible guests. Yeah. Go back and watch these episodes with uh, Eric from Conway. Um, Danny did a part one, part two. You saw Willie when you yeah. were waiting, oh, queued up, man. That's but this is your show now, man. This is Oakland, boy. What's up? Yeah. How y'all doing? Wow. <laughs> Now, so now, your name really quick because obviously being from California, Oakland is a city in Northern Cali. I don't know if you know that. And yeah. So so where did um, the name come from? Is that your birth name? Or That's is that my a birth nickname? name. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not like people ask me all the time. They're like, "Are you from California?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "No, I'm not from California." They're like, "How'd you get that?" I'm like, "Well, my mom, she was just creative, you know." She didn't want anything vintage, you know, like Oscar or Otis. Mm -hmm. Her name is Olivia. Okay. And my brother's name is Owen. Mm -hmm. Ah. So she just wanted to follow that same, you know, old trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, So she wanted something unique and different. So she chose Oakland. Mm -hmm. So spell it. So it's O-A-K-L-I-N. Oh, so so not like the city. Not like Oakland. Okay. Yeah, but you pronounce it sort of the same way. That's cool. But so she said, Oakland, you know, I want want your name to be Oakland. And so I always, you know, I, I didn't like the name growing up honestly mm-hmm. i went to school oh yeah call, roll call they'll say oakland and i raised my hand people just kind of like looking and i'm like yeah that's my name you know so i actually didn't like it growing yeah. up but i kind of grew into the identity of it mm-hmm. as i got older did you go to flint schools and i went to flint schools i went to like eighth grade longfellow so i'm not originally from flint so i kind of transplanted from niagara falls new york got it and uh, so I went to eighth grade, Longfellow. I went to Northern High School. So yeah, yep. Yeah. So Flint became. Cool. So what's your last home. name? Tell everybody. Nixon. So like Richard Nixon, but with an M. Mixon. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you know how many times you said that in your life? A lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So you absolutely. are the uh, creator, designer, and uh, you are a black entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the yeah. that's the focus of this show. Yeah. And um, and tell us about your company. <clears throat> yeah. So um, I started Good Boy Clothing. It's a clothing uh, brand. Um, started here in Flint in like 2014. Um, but before that, I was working at a local Flint crepe company. It's called it's a crepery. So I was kind of like you know making crepes and stuff. But what inspired me to actually get involved with business was that, you know, the guy that actually owned the crepe company, he was a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And just kind of being a part of that just kind of inspired me with my own ideas. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a fashion guy, so I wasn't out in New York. I wasn't out in like Milan or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. I just had an idea and I thought Flint needed something diverse, you know, other than just like food, eatery, restaurants. I said, it would be cool to have some type of clothing retail type presence to diversify the whole business, you know, the whole business scene in Flint. So yeah. that's why I started. So if you weren't in fashion, how'd you come up with fashion? I don't know, man. Okay. So culturally, you know, just, you know, being young African-American, you know, a lot of guys, you know, as far as like hip hop culture, pop culture, you know, they're into fashion. You just kind of become part of that, you know, growing up. So you just trying to figure out what you're going to wear to school, you know, yep. you're just seeing different things. So it was something I always was just kind of swimming in, and I just knew what went together, um, what looked good, things like that. But I wasn't a fashion guy. At do you heart. recognize good fashion? You know, I do. Yeah. So do you I like do. these buckle boots? Oh no, nah, here we go. With this. Do you know about the buckles? You know, yeah, Ken yeah, doesn't yeah, know yeah, anything. Yeah. He doesn't know anything Tell about him, the buckle. Bro. Tell him. So so come on. Just say no. So are you saying buckum? <laughs> no buckle. buckle. Like the store, the buckle, buckle store. Yeah, of course. Those I are good buckle boots. So, yeah, I know buckle. He doesn't like them. They 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 were known for carrying the lucky brand 
uh, brand stuff. Okay. Yeah, so I'm in the mall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's from California, man. Listen, those are the finest. Those are the finest. All right. Those are the finest Target jeans I've ever seen Ken wear. <laughs> no, no, no. I no, had no. never we, seen him wear Target jeans better no, no, than no, no. Ken. Come on. With Ken, you gotta pronounce it as Tarjay. Exactly. Because oh, he's all boozy from Chula Vista. He says he's from San Diego. He's Chula Vista. I've been there, man. First thing, shoot. Nature, rag on my <laughs> Now, now, no, no, no. Here's the thing. All to me, all the California is bougie. So, okay. Yeah. So the whole no matter place. where you at, yeah, it's well, like you're good with me. I'll accept that. All right. I'll the whole that. state. I'll accept that. I always yeah. tell people there's no real hoods in San Diego. Yeah, I don't go. care what people say. They're from East San Diego. There you I'm go. like, there is no hood in San Diego. There you go. Stop claiming it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. But no, I, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, yeah, which yeah. in the 90s was all hood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So because you had South Central Los Angeles, yeah. I mean, South Central Compton, East LA. Yeah, you had, you had the whole boys areas. in the hood, just whole person. From that scene, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's where I grew up. I moved to San Diego in high school. Mm -hmm. But yes, even I recognized, oh, it's bougie out here. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. the things that From I was worried about, Bloods and Crips in LA, was no longer a thing by the time I moved to San Diego. Right. So. How, how much of street culture would you say is invested into your fashion style and, and the clothing designs? I would say like 25%. Okay. You know, like I, when I started it, it wasn't to appeal to more like, like just street street, mm -hmm. you know, where it was more of like a polished, very minimal um, industrial with a dash of, you know, streetwear, mm -hmm. you know, just to kind of kind of give it like that young edge on it yeah. you know even if you're like in your 30s 40s yeah. maybe and you want to wear something that looks nice it's polished and it kind of fits in with the overall hmm. just fashion culture mm -hmm. you know i kind of had that you know i kind of created that medium there yeah. so yeah what, what was yeah. the inspiration behind the chanel patches yeah so chanel patches i mean i was always a fan of just like varsity jackets mm -hmm. things like that right and yeah. i always thought they looked really good yeah. patches you know on denim i mean it always went very well mm -hmm. and so of course the big g right there stands for good boy yep. and then i have the monogram that i actually designed the gb kind of mm -hmm. more classic style so that um, reminds me of like <clears throat> the tigers type of deal yeah 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 yep, yep. and so you know denim jackets kids they tell stories so they get beat up you could distress them you could you know like i've been to the starbucks down in nice. chicago mm -hmm. and then got our buttons on there then on the back it says make good culture you know just Did you put kinda, that on there yeah 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 so you bought it straight up jean jacket and you yeah, just just customize it, it. Yeah, yeah just customize it and you know like clothing tells a story you know and it's a billboard so what's the first piece of clothing that yeah. you made and how'd you come up with good boy clothing well it started with a logo so i designed a logo brand um the script brand that you actually see for the good boy um branding and then i just started with a t-shirt <clears throat> and you know i got some t-shirts printed like at a like local manufacturer somewhere in michigan and then that was it that was that was how'd you come up with it. good boy good boy was it, it was just my core values you know See. like good culture doing yep. good like contributing good to society mm -hmm. i wanted to change the culture you know i mean you got a lot of stuff you know in a lot of subcultures that promote uh things that i think tears down the fabric of you know, society, yeah. mm -hmm. honestly, you know, we may not acknowledge it, but mm. um, when you come to a realization and you just kind of have your conscious at work, you're just like, no, I don't, I don't really like that. I like this though. Mm. And so, but we need to create an alternative that talks about this rather than that. 
and let's kind of put those worlds together so people can now have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, and that's what I wanted to do um, was create something where people who had those core values can promote, you know, family. So when someone says to whoever's this. wearing your clothing brand, hey, what does yeah. good be boy stand for? Yeah. I love that fact. That it's a it's a character quality. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And I, I stand for good. Yeah, and, and the thing of it is, uh, and it's good that you said that, Sheriff Swanson, because... I don't define what good is for people. Right. You know, it just it's just a conversation starter. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, man, what is that? Or it just kind of piques people's interest in it. But man, I like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I would like something like that. You know, but you know, it's a it's a really Do you good get a little pushback starter. from the African American culture? Uh, not really, but every now and then it's more silent. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more, you know, be, it's because sometimes the values so thick in the culture through music, through entertainment, things like that, that just promotes the alternative. Right. You know, it's, it's Bad an unspoken boy. thing. You're right. There you go. You know what I mean? So a lot of people don't think of that, yeah. you know? And so it's like an unspoken thing, you know, it's something that they got to kind of get used to, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's just like, Oh, but do they Man, res- even if different. they're even if say they're they're the bad boy brand? Yeah. Do they still respect you? As- yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You and know, it's different. You know what's interesting? You know when you said <clears throat> bad boy, you probably didn't even say it in reference to P Diddy's record label. But when you right. think about the fact that like that is his record label, mm-hmm. um, Death Row Records right. was mm-hmm. huge in the in the '90s coming up. And sometimes the the choice of names that people use don't they don't realize how much of an impact that that could have on yeah. young minds, yep. right? Like G Unit, G Unit sounding like it's it's a gang unit in a prison, right? Mm-hmm. Bad Boy Records, Death Row yeah. Records, right. it's all like programming you. Welcome to prison. That's right. Right? Like yeah. we welcome don't even to violence. Welcome yeah. to, no, literally prison. Like death row? Yeah. <laughs> That's what your company you see it is. See on the named? logo, the branding. Yeah. Yeah, Beba, yeah it's so. on there. Look, there's a guy in the electric chair is the logo yeah. of Death Row Records, right? These were yeah. our hip hop stars growing up. And wow. so yeah. when he's talking about how these things are just in the fabric of our culture and we don't even realize it mm-hmm. that you're being programmed that Bad Boy Records at one point was one of the biggest record labels in the East Coast at the time that its rival, Death Row Records, was the biggest record label in the West Coast. This is what we're consuming. And so when he comes out with the opposite, right, (laughs) good boy, it's it's like you're changing that narrative and you're saying, hey, let's not be death row. Let's not be bad boy. Let's not be, I love that. So let me ask you this, what record label was Tupac with? Death Row. And who was, Biggie with? Biggie with Bad Boy. Yeah, Bad Boy. Right? See, yeah. two of the biggest labels. See, I, yeah. I just, that's what I'm saying. Like, you start out this by talking about pop culture. Pop culture can still create division yeah. if yeah, it's used to antagonize yeah. another culture. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it costs two lives. Yeah. 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 And Absolutely. then some. And, yeah, and just how it, it, it preps people. Sometimes we talk about the um, school to prison pipeline. We don't even realize that there's pipelines like that in our music. Yeah. Just based on what right. you're, you're yeah. consuming. I just yeah. saw the obvious. He's yeah. wearing he's wearing his logo. You're wearing a free hug shirt. I'm yeah. wearing a sheriff shirt. We don't need to say anything if people know what you're talking about. They know what I think I know what I stand exactly. for. Yeah. Yeah. But you that's know what's it. so that's crazy it. about it? Even when we're looking at the, like, the divide right here across the yeah, table. Yeah, right. Like here you are, a black man with this label that's telling people, be good, do yeah. good, right? Here I am, a black man wearing this label of like 
love one another, do good. Yeah. And then across the side of the table, there is correction. Yeah. You don't, right? Like right. here's yeah. the That's alternative. Right. That's right. That. The, and consequence. It's like the consequence, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like, if only people could realize if you follow this example, you won't have to be oh. of that. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. man, if people could realize that, that yeah. like yep. some of the stuff that they're setting you up for in your music and everything. Yeah. There was a story I heard, and I don't know if it's true, but I think it was Ice Cube. He was telling a story about mm -hmm. when music shifted from positive music, because if you remember, when hip hop was first started, Cool Herc and a lot of these yeah. guys from back mm -hmm. then, it was all positive stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. There was there was never all of the the murder and death and stuff yep. in, in the music. But supposedly there's a meeting that took place by record execs as they were getting involved with private prisons. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to figure out how do you get more people to be incarcerated and to get more people into these no prisons. No way. Yes, and so mm -hmm. supposedly the story goes when NWA and some of these groups, when the <laughs> music started to shift, there was a meeting that took place and they walk into this meeting and a lot of the investors in these private prisons, mm -hmm. as they're trying to figure out how do you get more people, especially black and brown people, to be incarcerated because mm -hmm. it's an investment for us. And that was the beginning of the oh shift my in music. What a disgusting because yeah, because example. as investors they said yep. we will finance this music if this music is going to create a culture, which it did, it yeah. did, it, right? Yeah. It creates Heaven. a criminal culture, yep. which sends people right into our prisons, mm -hmm. which is how we get our government, yep. whatever, how they fund these prisons, right. right? And how they were making money. And and so now there's artists that are starting to speak out on it about, yes, there was actually a meeting that took place that began to shift yep. culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like if people would only realize you're being played, you've been getting played the whole time. Yeah. When wow. music shifted in the 90s and it became Death Row Records and it became Bad Boy Records and it became Murder Was The Case and all of these types of songs yeah. that started to move culture in that direction. And it's like, man, you guys have been getting played the whole time. And I consumed that music, so I know what was in there, mm -hmm. right? And so I know when music shifted from the positive messages of like yep. U-N-I-T-Y, like yeah, Queen Latifah yeah, and these, yeah, right? Yeah, you could take it back to when music was all positive. Yeah. And then it's just like overnight. Oh my gosh. Murder was the case that they gave me, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's just and this like- is shooting up the charts. Right. And, and, yeah. and isn't it true that you had artists writing lyrics to speak a message of another artist, not mm -hmm. just Biggie and Tupac, just to disrespect them and to put it out there. Yes. That still happens to this day. Oh, yeah. They yes, use their right music now. lyrics yeah. right. to create Absolutely. division. Yeah. Absolutely. And isn't it always still tied with fashion? I mean, look yeah, at uh, look at the MTV Music Awards, mm -hmm. the 40th anniversary just a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. What happens? They walk up the red carpet, they sit there, they take a picture. So fashion and music, aren't they oh, interconnected? The yeah, 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 pop yeah, culture, pop culture yeah, and, and yeah, fashion. Yeah. It's all hand-in-hand. Hand. Who yeah, can yeah. be the most fly when they when they step out? Yeah. Right? It's in your clothes, it's in your shoes, and your the cars Representation. It's that's just, it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And so, now, do you think there's a bigger <clears throat> demand for good boy or yeah, bad boy? Of course. I mean, there's, I think there's a bigger demand for anything that promotes change. I agree. You know, and so I think good boy, it's a, it's a foreign concept to a lot, but I think it's not something that's too far fetched that people mm -hmm. won't be willing to embrace as they have embraced it, you know? And um, my customer base, it's a mix. You know, a lot of business people are like, who's your customer? And this is, it's like, I don't go about a lot of those analytics because it's like, I'm throwing an idea out here. Right. And it's something new 
and I gotta, we gotta figure it out. So you got moms with sons like, oh, I love Good Boy. I want yeah. my son to be wearing that. See? You have, you know, people that live in bad areas that have that conscience, and they're like, no, that's what I want to do. You know, you yep. have, you know, it, it's just a mix of people, both men and women. You know, and so you just throw it out there, and you see how the people respond. I think people are responding to things like that if there are more creatives and business people willing to put ethical things out there. Boom. And yep. I think people, because bad has sold for so long, yes. that's how people, you know, they're like, hey, well, let's make right. this product and the people eat it up if we, you know, promote it. And I tell you, though, <clears> it's <throat> a struggle because people, they sensationalize bad and negative and division. Mm -hmm. right. Just like a show like this. We don't we don't curse on here. We don't scream yeah. at each other. We don't call people out. I mean, we just we just have a conversation. Yeah. We compete with other podcasts that are that are doing that, yeah. and just like in your situation, I mean, you got a lot of people that, you know, the more crisis they can create, the more chaos, mm -hmm. the more people want to be a part of it. But they you're breaking to... away from that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think... I think George Floyd and that whole thing last year. <clears throat> I think more people now want change. They want unity. They yeah. want they want something positive. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and if you're constantly told through the mediums of media, that's what you know. This yep. is what you have, and, that, and that's what you're going to accept. And mm -hmm. so, unless you get change agents to just break that cycle, yep. so. So is your yeah. would you say if you have to guess your customer base how much white versus black how much I think male it's 50 50 how much male versus 50 female? 50 see that's great that's awesome. 50 50 is that and what your thought was when you first started the yeah, closing yeah, line yeah 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 I didn't and that was the thing I didn't want to contain it yep and so it was you know and you're taught that in business just like yep. you kind of focus on the market I said no I just want to throw this out mm -hmm. how long you been in business does. so seven years seven years yeah yeah and uh, years. was it hard being a black so, entrepreneur. I would say yes, but then no, you know, I would say I didn't have the education, you know, I didn't go to like business school mm. or anything like that. I had a hands-on like experience with because the, with the startup. Yeah. Yeah. See? So working with the startup, you know, how important it was for like operations and you what's know, his name by the way, Rob Clayton. Yeah. Rob, this is for you, baby. Yeah. This, this is your product, man. It wasn't just about making crepes. You, you made a, a fashion giant. There you go. Seriously, so, we just thought yeah. everybody who's done something on this show, they've always had somebody that poured their life into them. Mentor. Yeah, got them yeah. to where they're at. You need, you need, you need, everybody needs that. Yeah. You need somebody that's just going to say, hey, you know. And so without that opportunity, I don't think I would have got the hands-on experience, you know, that I, that I needed for mm -hmm. this. So, yeah. But I'd always tell people like, Nine to fives are like one of the best business teachers if you're willing to learn. Like if Got I work at McDonald's, oh, I'm yeah. gonna work the fries, I'm gonna work the cash register, yep. I'm gonna work the freezer, I'm gonna make the burgers, I'm gonna learn everything I can mm. so that you know I have a well-rounded experience and Diversify then I can fire your education. There you go. Diversify. Right. Mr. Pickett, that's, that's for you. That's Mr. Pickett. Yeah. Let me just tell you this. I worked at McDonald's, yeah. I still use McDonald's lessons. And I was 15 then, right, there. right now as yeah, the sheriff. There you go. Yep. Customer service, yep. efficiency, yep. reducing your route. Yep. I mean, all the things. Because McDonald's that. has, there's a reason why they're the biggest chain in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that, that is so true, man. So I learned to grind in the nine to five. Like there's a, there's a business education in the nine to is five. Is this all you do is good boy clothes? Not all I do, no. So I'm a creative more than anything. So I didn't create good boy to be so much just a part of it day in, day out to manage it. I create things and I like to move on. You know what I mean? So somebody kind of equated that to, oh, you're Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Jay-Z. You know what I mean? But I am a creative. So I got 
you know, I create brands. That's what I do. And so for yourself or other people, I create them for other people. But, you know, being in places like Flint, you know, it's a it's a very small, you know, it's a small city, um, you know, and as far as like just getting the right people just kind of involved and plugged into those businesses, you know, it's kind of hard to find. But don't you so. think Flint's being seen around the country in a different light lately? Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. we're doing so many cool things in this town. Yeah, absolutely. Flint. I mean, like people I used to say. Flint is a small city, but it has big culture. And so oh. even though the population isn't as, like, you know, robust as, like, a Chicago or, a, you know, L.A. or mm. New York or something like that, for how small it is, it has a very robust, diverse culture, you know. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, like, you know, there's some gems here. There's a lot of things going on. But, you know, you got to come here and you got to develop it. So, right. yeah. How many yeah. of the pieces are, like, one-offs versus, like, where you'll make a lot of pieces? Yeah, so like most, most um, so pieces like this, these can be, like, one-offs, you know, things like that. A lot of people, they okay, make one time out, jacket. time out. What's a one-off? You called me. All right, <laughs> no, seriously. Sorry. I know. You want that? You want yeah. to uh, Seriously. Gosh. Like, if I wanted to buy the exact jacket that he has... Is there only one or a couple of those Got jackets, it. or mm -hmm. is there a, like a mass like a production, of, mass it. production exactly. of it? Which so. I'm going to tell you, I have been to his house mm -hmm. and his office, and he loves one-offs. He loves being, <laughs> he loves buying <laughs> unique stuff. stuff is unique. He's yeah. all unique, man. It's like walking into a museum. There you go. And everything has a story. There you everything go. has a story. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I started collecting art and statues and, and things yeah. like that. And yeah. And, and yeah everything. He made his own sock line. Yeah. Oh wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And wow. um. I actually, I wish I would have brought some. Yeah, no I doubt. That's incredible. Our guest. Yeah. He's a big fellow. You um, may have brought, you have to bring some extra large socks. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> you got some big feet, man. I saw yeah. you walk in. You're, you're, uh, you're a big dude, man. Yeah. yeah. No, but I dig one off, though, because I, I like walking into a place and being the only yeah. person rocking it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so if I were to buy a jacket like that, to know that I'm not going to walk in and Adam's rocking the same jacket. As yeah, you have your Even own. though he has a rare pair of kicks that I have now, too. And so we may, not not that he's wearing right now, but in general, yeah. there's like oh, like this tiger pair of Nikes that, that we wear. And I'm like, we might be the only two people that have With these, these. <laughs> these Nikes That's right so now. That's so funny. I, I tell you, of this trio, square. there's one dude that doesn't have tiger pair of Nikes. Oh, man. And yeah. that'd be me. Because you, like, right. you like these freaking boots. Right? <laughs> That's it, man. They don't care about me. I'm telling you. I guess Kit has been trying to get you to get some. No, well, let me just tell you this. No. Whatever jacket or shirt that Ken wants, give it to me first. Right. And just right. make it for me. That's, right. That's right. I'm going to give it to a friend and say, hey, you know what? I, only him and I can pull this off. Well, I, I love the Chanel patches because I, I was one of the and, – and my love for – Chanel patches came from chasing a varsity jacket when I first got into okay. sports. Okay. And so I wanted a Letterman jacket yeah. in the 10th grade. And of course, I wasn't good enough in the 10th grade. But by my junior year, that was all I wanted. Because wow. I didn't want to wait until my senior year to get a varsity jacket. Yeah. Right? Adam's nodding his head. Yes. Because sometimes it's like, that jacket says a lot. It but you wouldn't get it to your gone. Yeah. Exactly. And if you got it in your senior <laughs> yeah. year, you're already leaving. You're already leaving. Yeah. Right? You're transitioning so, yeah. out. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wanted it in the 10th grade. And... I didn't get it in the tenth, but my junior year, I was like, I'm getting a varsity jacket, and so, yeah. um, and you know, part of what I did too, I was like a terrible football player, but what I did was in the tenth grade, I had told the coach, I said, 
if I train with the varsity guys and just get oh beat up all summer, when I get the pack, that's hilarious. You know I'm, like, I'm, I'm willing to pay for it in blood. I didn't care how bad I was going to get it. jacked up. What'd he say? He he let me train with them after I took a few hard knocks. <laughs> Man, I don't want that. You gotta go back to JV. <laughs> So I went to track. How much were you weighing That's then? Oh, I was small, man. I was really, really skinny. They kid. probably felt mm-hmm. bad for you. They did. Like, yeah, man, we're going to kill this kid they, for a jacket. Lighten me yeah. up. Yes, yeah. but I wanted that jacket so bad so that bad. I was he, willing to take it. He probably beating. told him, see that guy out there? Just Light smoke him. him. Yeah. Just smoke <laughs> him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, but it built character because when I became... A track athlete. I was unstoppable I just, there. You know, oh, I, wow. think, I think about the movie Friday. You just got knocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was, that, was, that was exactly. That was exactly what it was. Regularly getting, getting lit up That's by right. guys like Willie, who was oh, the last yeah, for sure. Guys like Willie were lighting that's me right. up. By down. the way, that's yeah. Chris Tucker from Friday. It's a <laughs> yes. great line. And so, but, but that that's funny. how much I was chasing a that's Chanel funny. patch because yeah. what that means in high school, you yeah. know, yep. there is there is a lot of status that comes with you having when a you have Chanel that. patch yeah. on a yep. Letterman's jacket, yep. you know. And so, yeah, I was willing to take a beating for that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's awesome that that's in your fashion. Yeah. No, right thank now. you. How do thank people you. find you? Um, www.goodboyclothes.com. Got I'm it. Also local. We have a, a shop like right in the downtown Flint area. We the just, Ferris wheel building. Nope. So it's down. It's through Buckham Alley. Got it. So oh, nice. Right yeah. So we're a second floor. Um, we just turned it into you know with the COVID and all sure. that stuff. We turned it into like a warehouse shipping fulfillment uh, nice. destination. Then we have stuff on the ground floor to dry them building. Oh yeah. 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 You get a lot of support Absolutely. with the downtown development folks. Yeah. Get a lot of support. Fair. Fair. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know. And you have jackets, shirts, you got a kids line, a women's line, a men's hoodies, line. Hoodies, you know, shirts, hats. Um, we just released a like a trial women's line called yep. Good Girl. Oh and yeah. I saw that like, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your Instagram so name? We did that. Um at Good Boy Clothes. Okay. So, All right. Yeah, we'll follow yep. you right yep. now. Yeah, yeah, follow. And people yeah. are watching this So we love to teach lessons here as we start to wrap the show up, man. You got people out here yeah. that wanted to do what you did. They uh maybe they're not thirty eight years old and they don't have the yeah. life experience you do, but man, they just sit I want to do what Oakland did, man, but I, I want to do music. I want to do fashion. I want to do, you know, real estate. Like what yeah. lesson would you teach, you know, young folks that are coming up that, or people that maybe are even older than you that want to get back in something. Yeah. Simple. Educate yourself. Get started. That's it. Just take um, action. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. Just take it's, action. It's, it's cause there's so many barriers. I mean, when you want to do anything, like everything is so far fetched. You're like, man, I got to do, I can't do that. You start doubting. Yeah everything you start naming everything that you're not yep. you know and that further pushes you away from that dream and but if you start just kind of mapping that out and start learning everything that you're not and getting you start to get closer mm-hmm. and closer and closer mm-hmm. to fulfilling that dream and um i think just my whole journey of entrepreneurship was just a testament to being self-educated yeah if i didn't know something i had google i had youtube yeah i had you talk to people yeah, i talked to people yep. um i just educated myself and i think you know with the use of technology and where we are right now yeah, yeah. there's so many things out there it's an excuse if you can't find the answers <clears throat> it is and one of the things like even without technology i found just very interesting that library is one of the, like the richest places on earth and it's free. You can go there and literally sit in a library and read anything you want to. And you don't see a lot of people taking advantage Man, of Man, you just, so, seriously, I, you know, 
I have not been to library and I used to love the library mm -hmm. just because it's a peaceful environment. It's yeah. a safe environment. Absolutely. And um, man, I know Jamie loves libraries. She loves, <laughs> she loves visiting libraries. Yeah, there you go. Don't ask. <laughs> but that's a good point, man. If you've not been in the library in a long time, just go there that's it. and just pick a book and just, read. Just read. Just Ow. get that stuff. Even smells you know? good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the smell of that. Paper wafting off the pages. Yeah. So it's, you know, so all the knowledge and everything we need is right there at our fingertips. So if you want to do something, go educate yourself and take action. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. There's, wow. mo there's money out there. There's funds out there. There's, you know, you may fail here and there. You know, I didn't have all the knowledge. There is another you know, character quality so. you had that I know Ken, without even talking, was going to agree. <laughs> now, you were the first, that we just met you for the first time today, mm -hmm. right? We knew you were coming in, but when you hit yeah. that door, you had a smile on no, your you face. Lit up you lit up the room. You worked the room. You said hi to everybody. Sure. You know, Appreciate you you, you engaged in people. So having a positive attitude when you got nothing, yeah. that's just as important as having a positive attitude when you got everything. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. attitude. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I definitely picked that's, up on that. Yeah, you oh, did too. Sure. Yeah. yeah, very cheerful. Wow. You're like a gigantic hug that walked. <laughs> that's for you, man. That's, that's for you. <laughs> you now, now where it. does that come from? Yeah. You know, just you being so joyful. Um, so I've been through a lot, yeah. you know. So you know, I grew up in foster care. Come know. on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Grew up in foster care, kind of meteor crash landed in Flint. Never mm. been to Flint. Mm. You know, and you know, they'll you keep a track with your foster families. Yeah, absolutely. I talk to them to this day. We keep in touch. Greatest guy. Um, ever Mark Russell this is for you so um, you know and you know I, I've just had some pretty unfortunate experiences but I didn't you don't hold that back. You know, it doesn't hold you back. No, no, it doesn't. He walks and around with this black yeah. boy joy. Yeah, that's it. Ah. That's it. You know, you get another chance at life. And I'm 38 years old. Got five children. Wow. You know, um, it's you get you get another chance at life. Have you, you met your moving. birth parents? I haven't met my birth father. Okay. So I've been. You know, part of my story is I want to meet him one day. So wow. I've kind of been on a small search for well, him. Well, let me tell you, man, you'd so. be proud of this guy. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, so awesome. I definitely so, want to meet him. So yeah. who was your greatest influence? The guy you just met, mentioned? Ooh, man, I have a lot of influences. I haven't quite, you know, I don't have a greatest influence right, right. now. But you have a lot of them. Um, I have a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, a lot of thinkers and just cultural influencers and things like that. So um, one person, you know, that... I will read her name is Nancy Piercy. She's just like a culture and art enthusiast. And it just kind of helped me to pay attention to just kind of like social constructs and things like that around me to understand art and people and, and just different things wow. like that. So, you know, that have you ever one, met her? one of my heroes. Nah, see, no. that's the thing. Mm -hmm. You can inspire somebody mm -hmm. that you may never meet by yeah. doing your story and, and just living it out. Absolutely. Oh. And I like Jay-Z. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I like Jay-Z. That's I right. I think he's a very interesting guy. Yeah. You know, so, Likewise. yeah, I would like to meet him one day. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, his, his aura, his presence, yeah. when you're near him, yeah. you feel it. Because I've been such a huge fan of yeah. him as well. And um, when I was living in the Bay Area, yeah. actually, uh, the girl I was dating, she took me to, because I was sad when he so-called retired, because yeah. I was like, I've never seen Michael Jackson live, and I don't I know see Jay-Z no. live. <laughs> These are like two of my favorite, biggest artists. Yeah. And so somehow she was able to get me um, front row at the House of Blues. And it's not even really oh, wow. rows. It's just yeah. like a small room. Yeah. And when this man walks out on the stage, yeah. like the presence that comes with him, yeah. I understand his celebrity. Yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. And why Beyonce yeah. is married to him. Because yeah. he's not the most handsome of guys. Right. You know? right. yeah. But he's married. Like his, his quote, I got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. chain. Yeah. It's like, how did you do that? Yeah. Like, it's his swag. Yeah. He walks in, you you recognize He has a aura. He's, totally. he's, I mean, he's, he's, 
you know, I read his book, Decoded, and hmm. just kind of as you become intimate with these guys' stories yep. outside of just the content of their music, mm-hmm. you just you just go, wow. Yeah. Like, yep. that's, you know, and then you see what they do, and you're just like, what? like wow. Like, you know, that just you know doesn't add up. I'm impressed by right now that you should read? Uh, mm-hmm. I just started reading it on the flight here, mm-hmm. or listening to it on Audible. Um, Rick Ross, his new book, it's a, uh, a great day to boss up. Okay, okay, hmm. okay. Read that book, man. Okay. I'm only into, like, Chapter three, and I can't wait to fly back. <laughs> so you get into chapter four. Yeah, his like, story hey. is just—it's yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. How he when goes you... from you know from music to owning so many different Wingstop restaurants. Yeah. He just gifted his 16-year-old son a, a Wingstop franchise. Wow. Because yeah. he wants him to be an entrepreneur as well, and he shares his story about how no one is going to outwork me or yeah. outhustle mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You know, and he talks about how during the pandemic, when everything was shutting down, and he's like. This is a perfect opportunity for me to write a book then. Yeah. And yeah. for me to start yeah. this business and that business. Yeah. He said, yeah. by the time you read this book, I would have started this many more ventures. You're That's not going to out hustle yeah. me. And it really had me thinking, man. I've got to do so much more. And, and like, I love what I did yeah. during the pandemic. I love those books, yeah. but they're yeah. like a curse too. What do you mean? Because you always think to yourself, I need to be doing more. We work 90, 95 hours a day. And it's like guys like us that are like, yes. read a book We're like that. What next? Yeah. You're yeah. like, I got to do more. Yeah. I got to do more. Next? Like I, yeah. I'm not doing enough. That's, that's what I'm saying. There's that's it's, exactly, a, it's a blessing and a curse. No, it, I think it's a blessing period because I like, I've been trying to shift my life to, okay, my 40th birthday is in like, two months i yeah. want to shift to just being full-time investor i want to be like adam right yeah just be an investor just i don't want who's in his late 50s late 50s 51 the i think seriously <laughs> halfway there right? so i've been telling my wife I'm, I'm like i've been a hustling entrepreneur since i was like 13 years old i'm like at some point i just want to slow down invest and enjoy life and yeah. so i've been Working towards that getting transition. there, yeah. yeah. And then I read yeah. his book, and I'm like, no, no now man. is not yeah. the time this, to yeah. do that at all. And then I was at a speaking engagement where mm-hmm. I was I was talking to um, this group. It, it was the day you did your um, your campaign thing, and I was speaking in Whitestown or what was oh it? yeah, Whitesboro, that's right. right. You took a picture <laughs> of the sign. <laughs> yeah. So literally in, in Whitesboro. New York, and mm-hmm. like it's exactly as the name says, but it's very, like, exactly <laughs> yeah. that, right? Wow. The people in my audience, wow. there was literally a guy in overalls with a straw hat. But wow. the guy in overalls with a straw hat, while like during the Q and A, when people were asking me questions. And I had told him about how um, I'm starting to kind of wind down my life because I'm approaching 40. Yeah. And he goes, let me stop you, young man. Ooh. Life starts at 40. Yeah. And, and I'm all, like that stuck in my head and it really had me thinking, Ken, stop with this winding down yeah. talk. Ramp yeah. it up. Yeah, ramp it up. Yeah. Right? And said, so, Jamie, I'm ramping <laughs> yeah. it up. We're ramping That's it up. It. That's it. We, we have to, right? Up. Because yeah. I, I had a huge 2020 moment during the pandemic where mm-hmm. I created this venture that was just like one of my biggest ventures in my life thus far yeah. and i'm like why stop there yeah you know just keep going there's so keep much going. more Create to do more right there's so much and more so, to do yeah so three chapters in yeah. on rick ross's book here i'll show you a, a picture wow. of it so wow. you can um so you can find it i don't yeah. know if you listen to books on audible yeah i have audible. but do yeah. you okay yeah. cool so mm-hmm. i was listening to uh, i want to give you the title of it so i don't oh um the perfect day to boss up. That's what I'm on right now. There you go. That's for you. There you go. That's it. I'm, right? I'm, I'm going to take it. Because I feel it. like, that's like <laughs> where you it. are in your career right now, <clears throat> what I envision for you is bringing young men, especially young, like 
kids from from communities that are struggling mm -hmm. and you've got to be their mentor because you have a, a brick and mortar shop they can walk into mm -hmm. and ask you questions yeah you yeah. know and they can like get off the street by starting their own fashion lines yeah. by doing things right and so you're called to be a mentor for that reason yeah and so, yeah you got five children. I got five children, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, and I think sometimes that causes us to be like, I have no more extra time right. to give. Mm -hmm. Now we yeah. got to ramp it up. Yeah, right? we got to ramp it up. You know, that's it. I, I, like you said, it's just the beginning. Like, and I thought of it like, you live 30, 30 some odd years. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of wisdom there. Yeah. A lot of experience there. Why ramp it down? Yeah. You know, yeah. keep going up. So I tell you, man, uh, I'm just going to end with a final thought and, uh, and Ken, and then you just, well, you just go after me and then Ken will close it out. Right, but yeah. I just want to tell you, literally, it's a pleasure and it's an honor to have you on the show. You, oh, you fit our hearts and we've been doing this uh, over a year. Um, but, but when somebody walks in and just immediately responds, that's why the Us United brand is so important to us because it shows us by wearing some type of insignia or color or it just wording that we know people's hearts. Yeah, and you, absolutely. You, you could skip all the BS, go right to the meat of the chapter. There you go. That's you, man. You got yeah, a great positive attitude. It. You got a great story. Be the crepe guy to a thousand more people. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, man. That's awesome, man. So your final thoughts on the show, is this what you thought it would be like? Are you glad that you yeah, uh, tell I mean, your message? Yeah, I love it. I, I love just candid conversation, yeah. relaxed. I mean, yeah. So any opportunity I get to, you know, share yep. any type of inspiration, I'm there. So I just want to thank you both for having me on yeah, the show. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, shout out to Luke. <laughs> yeah, so, everybody loves Luke. Yeah, absolutely. Luke's like so, an enigma. You yeah. know, sometimes he's here, sometimes he's probably somewhere in the the, the <laughs> listening right now. From uh, where's he in Pennsylvania? Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Allentown. Final thoughts, my um, brother. Well, I, I just I love how the moment you walked in the room, like Chris said, yeah, how you, how you lit up the room, and I think we break down barriers and stereotypes like that, right? People see yeah. you as this big brother stepping in the room. They expect you to be a certain way. Yeah. And the moment that you smile, I fooled you because I'm not who you thought yeah, I was. Yeah, right? yeah, And And I think that's why I'm, I'm really pressing for you to be that person that's going to mentor other young men because a lot of people, they go through hardships. Hardship for somebody, it could be coming up through foster care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It could absolutely. be homelessness, right? It yeah. could be incarceration or just all of the guests that we had today. Everybody's like story that's right. has been a struggle. Yeah. yeah, everybody's smiling and shining through it. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like almost every guest that we met today is called to be a mentor. Absolutely. And if that's what we create from this yeah. show is, uh, and when you talk about a thousand more Chris's, a thousand more Kent's, if that's what we could do through this, I know, man, mentoring yeah. people through that's our success. words, yeah. right? Then, then, yeah. then it was a successful show, yeah. right? And so we've got to do more of that. But I think for you specifically, you have a place that people can come into and say, "Hey, can I pick your brain for for a moment?" Yeah. Right? And for you to be willing. To give that game yeah. back. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, man, this is Chris Wines, the sheriff, Ken Wadake Jr., and then Oakland Mixon, like Nixon, but with an M. You can find him at goodboyclothing.com or you can go on Instagram at, at goodboyclothes. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm telling you, man, you're going to make a big difference. So let's keep it up. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. you, man. Thank we love you. this. <laughs> See you next time.